Welcome back to the Money Pig Podcast, brought to you by Goodwin Investment Advisory, where our mission is to lead people to financial peace, independence, and generosity. Again, I'm your host, Reed Trigo, and today we are joined again by GIA's creative brand manager, Tara Bruce, for a discussion about what are you retiring to? Welcome, Tara. Hi, everybody. It's good to see you. Um, Hey, so just fill me in. How's your new year going so far? Anything fun? Well, my favorite thing Uh-oh. about New Year's okay. is our family for this actually is the 11th year. We open a, a jar that we fill every Thursday. We call mm-hmm. it Thankful Thursdays. We all put something in the jar, sometimes five or six things a week. Um, and then on New Year's Day, we open these jars and we read all the things. We take turns kind of going around reading everybody's thing. And it usually says the month and the date. And the person's name that wrote it as wow. well. And it's just so fantastic to look back over your year with that much gratitude. Happy 2024. That's exactly. awesome. And how yeah. old are your kids again? Oh, gosh, 14, 11, and 8. 14, 11, and 8. Oh, that's awesome. And your husband, Josh. So you guys, this is what you do in New Year's Day. Yep, exactly. That seems thankful. Yeah, that's smart. kind of my superpower, gratitude. Wow. <laughs> so. Good for you. That is great. Well, awesome. Okay, so... Yeah, we did a little goal setting episode last week, and now we want to talk about one of these topics that that we deal with all the time, and Mm -hmm. especially related to finances. But people that are retiring, we want to make sure when people want to retire, they're going to something, not running from something. Exactly. Right? So talk to us a little bit about what what you're hearing and what you're developing. Yeah. So um, we always want to make sure someone is retiring to something finding that meaning, meaningful retirement. We don't want someone just to keep working because they're afraid. Yeah. You know, so that's something they don't like. Exactly. Yeah. So finding that meaningful thing, meaningful thing that you want to pursue is so important. So kind of, once again, it kind of goes back to goals and your why. Yeah. I call it, we talked about last week, purpose driven sunset career. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that having purpose behind your retirement. So like when you're, you know, retirement is so exciting. Like, I think it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little ways for me. I'm 43. Depending so. how you um, define it, of course. If you define retirement that um, I don't have to work anymore, mm-hmm. I get to choose if I work, right? Right, exactly. Because we sometimes I'm talking to Tim and he talks about retirement. He's like, you know, retire is defined as to be put out of service or Yikes. to be made idle. I do not want that. Nobody wants myself. to hear that. I don't think anybody wants to have that, right? So we we do need to hopefully have some sort of intentionality or purpose behind our activities after we can choose whether we actually have to have a job anymore. Right. I mean, it's almost like I think back to I do life coaching and with a lot of 20, 30-year-olds, you know, and especially when you're coming out of college and you have this all these opportunities and you have to figure out what is my passion? What do I want to do with my life? Now, as you're moving towards retirement, to me, it's so exciting because you most likely have the financial part taken care of if you have a financial advisor. Hopefully. Yeah, that's hopefully, true. You know, that's hopefully. True. Yeah. But beyond the dollars and cents, going back and having a second chance to kind of look back and say, what is the thing that maybe I left on the shelf that I didn't get to try yet or I didn't mm-hmm. get to do yet? Those are the things that I get to try again or experience or see if, just to be curious. Yeah. Have a curiosity list and a mastery list. If you have like three to five things you're curious about to try and then maybe pick one thing you want to master. Like learn the guitar. Right. Or 
ride a bucking bronco in a rodeo. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm going to write a book. I I (laughs) keep saying I'm going to write a book. You know, I'm in the middle of it, but one day it's actually going to be out there in the world. (laughs) It's probably one of the hardest things, by the way, Tara. Yeah. Writing an actual book. I think so. I think, yeah. Okay, cool. Wow, that's great. Okay, so it is exciting to think about retiring and not having to work, getting to choose. Right, exactly. And I think the questions that most people are asking when it comes to the financial side is, can I retire now? Mm-hmm. Do I have enough money to retire? When? Like, what's the date? Like, when can I actually do this? When can I retire? And then will I be able to maintain the same level of comfort and lifestyle that I currently have in retirement? And that's, I know that's a big fear for a lot of people that I talk to on intro calls, but after you get past the finance part and you move, move on from there, after your financial advisor brings you that peace of mind and that confidence that you can retire comfortably, keep, maintain that lifestyle brand new questions come up. Yeah, that is exactly right. So this reminds me of things I've noticed too in in meeting with clients. If I meet with clients and their kids are in elementary and middle school, most of the time they're not thinking about retirement. It's just too far off. They're in the messy middle. It's way too far out there. You know, when I think people really start thinking that that question, what's my number? When am I going to be? It's about when they become empty nesters. Okay. Yeah, they start that makes sense. sending kids into college, work, whatever. Then they really start thinking, wow, okay, what does this actually look like? And then it reminds me of the Wes Moss book. Oh, yeah, I what, love that book. Yeah, What the Happiest Retirees Know. And there are certain behaviors. It's just not about money. It's the happiest retirees live within 50 miles of half of their children. Mm-hmm. They're within eyesight, five years of paying off a mortgage. There's a whole bunch of little factors that he found that the happiest retirees, um, those characteristics that they share. So this reminds me of that because it's not just all financial. Oh, no. It's and there's so many things that people are um, not considering and maybe should consider sooner than when they get to the empty nester point and they're picking that date. Exactly. Because that book, What the Happiest Retirees Know, I read it thinking, oh, well, this is for a 65-year-old, you know, and I'm not there, but... I read it thinking, no, this is probably for a 45-year-old because they're behaviors that we need to set up long before we're ready to retire. Exactly. If we're ready to retire and we start asking ourselves these next questions, you've got some really quick homework to do. Yeah, exactly. And some of those questions are just like, now what? You know, like, what am I going to do with my time? Yeah. What do I want to do? And you actually can decide that. It's fantastic. But Mm -hmm. like, what am I, what is my new purpose? Um, who are the people that I'm going to spend my time with? And I think that's a big one too, because your time is changing. If you quit your job, you now have eight more hours in a day, maybe more if you drive time is, is long. Yeah, that's right. And you're spending eight hours a day with your coworkers. So now what is your relationships going to look like? Are you still going to hang out with those friends? You get to kind of choose your, your people and and how you spend your time. I think most people think that they will continue to hang out. They they think that they'll continue to be interested in whatever it was their, their career was. But I think a lot of people actually retire and realize I'm okay. I'm not interested. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. And if you're not intentional, I think you can become lonely and isolated in retirement. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then there's like the whole dynamic of, okay, your, your spouse and you have not spent that amount of time together. What is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole nother, whole nother subject. You know, my wife and I tried this, tested this out. <laughs> nice. we had, we had, I've had two, two short pretend 
trial retirements. Uh, yes. Yeah. I've un- unretired both times. Oh, yeah, <laughs> my dad reasons. did the same thing. He oh, unretired yeah, multiple times. That's right. Well. I tried. I tried. But yeah, it, that was a lot of time. My wife's like, I don't need you in my space. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, the space thing. And then also like mm-hmm. feeling like you're doing something. Like ha- like some people say they want to retire and do nothing. And right. great. If you worked hard. If you really want to do nothing, do nothing. And that's that's fine. Do what you do. But after about a month, most likely you're going to get bored and you're going to want to have some kind of passion, purpose, something to spend your time doing that fills you up, brings Mm -hmm. you meaning. Absolutely. I think achievement creates motivation. Yeah. So you have to have a purpose and things that you're achieving in order to like keep your spirits lifted. If you just have nothing, you're like, I'm going to mow the yard every day. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. That, that becomes purposeless. Yes, After that's true. And yeah. you can, you don't have to do something, go back to work. I mean, you could, and you could love that, or you could volunteer somewhere or find a cause that means something to you or get involved in a community Yeah, or some kind of. Perfect. Oh, another question people are always asking is where am I going to live? Hmm. Like, should I downsize? Should I move closer to my family? Like you were saying earlier, living close to your kids is one of those things that happy retirees know. Yeah. And, and Wes Moss also in his research um, found that the happiest retirees, yes, live with, within 50 miles of at least half their kids and also don't downsize. Right. Yeah. Isn't they that cr- interesting? They keep that house so that so everyone that can, can come. come back. Yeah, I know. Most people, have, most of us think, oh, I'm going to downsize and, and find a condo so I don't have to do outdoor work anymore right. or whatever it is. But yeah, he found that the happiest retirees don't. Right. That's so interesting. I, mm-hmm. I've always, my, my goal in 10 years, not really 10 years, but I'm making this up. I'm yeah. not retiring in 10 years, but you never know, is to move to Portugal and retire in Portugal. Ooh. And I'm not going to have a big house there. It'll just be a little house with yeah. the mountains and the beach. and With a vista. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm awesome. dreaming right now, but Keep it hey, going. if I set these goals and write it down and work towards it, you, have a chance. you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it seems like there is a lot of fear around retirement. And I didn't, I didn't actually know that until I started having these conversations with people that are actually really terrified to retire. And I guess for good reason, because they're not having these ongoing conversations since they were 40. Right. And so it seems like, oh my gosh, this is abrupt. I didn't know that I had to think about these things. This is, we mentioned this last week, I think <clears throat> it's dealing with the important, not urgent mm-hmm. issues. If we start just creating these behaviors in our forties, then we can get through our fifties. We have a circle of friends that we trust and can hang out with. We um, have purposeful, meaningful work that pays or doesn't, but at that point, hopefully we don't care. Mm -hmm. There's, There's a lot of behaviors we can start to put in place earlier so that we have a happier retirement. And we aren't afraid when we get to that point and you're like, I don't have to work, but I sure don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And you were mentioning about empty nesters earlier. And I was, I was thinking about this the other day. There's a lot of people that find so much meaning, especially moms, if they didn't have a career. So this is a whole nother level of retirement for moms that maybe didn't have a career and they're now, you know, pseudo retiring, but they found their meaning in being a mom or being uh, raising their kids and helping them find meaning as well is actually also important. Damn, finding so those true. new curiosities, finding those things that you want to spend your time doing now that you're not raising your kids or doing everything to take care of them. And it's so common that this is when marriages have so much trouble. Yes. The kids were such a focal point 
and now they're gone. Mom's job is gone. Dad, whatever, his part of his job's gone too, and conflict can arise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They look at each other and they're like, I don't even know who we are. Exactly. Ah, okay, you don't want that. No, you definitely don't. And um, so we kind of wanted to give like a little teaser Ooh. of something that we're working on. Ooh, it's in I love the this. data Peak. testing phase. Nice. We have a lot of content around it. You know, I think we have over 100 pages. Oh, my goodness. So we are working okay. on some things um, just geared towards everything beyond the dollars and cents of retirement. It's retiring by design, purposely curating the retirement that you dream of. Because it's yours mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want with it. But some of those essentials to happy retirement include finding your presence, your people, your place, your physical, like focusing on your physical well-being and also mental health. You know, I think that's also something that people forget is they want to stay relevant and they want to stay intellectually stimulated. Those are all important too. Mm-hmm. And then passions, what's your purpose, what's your pursuits and prioritizing your time, purpose and your path. Wow. Good. So, so we're, uh, Early stages of designing a support program for people in this area. Yeah. In this stage of life. It's so important. Yeah. And it's it's good to have people around you that you can talk to Mm -hmm. that are maybe going through the same things that you can say, oh, me too. Like that's a struggle for me as well. And you don't feel alone in the process. Yeah. But then also having some workshops or some content and a workbook around some of these conversations and questions to help you kind of figure it out. Super value, super value. And um, we have a few blogs on these topics. So if a listener wants to access our blogs, they just text blog to 66866. That's text blog to 66866. And uh, Tara will reach out to you. <laughs> Actually, you're automatically yes. get the blog, something like that. So awesome, Tara. Thanks so much. Great, great material. Yay. I'm glad you love it. I do. And I I like to remind people that as a financial advisory firm, we manage and balance people's asset portfolios. But the unique value that we bring is that we work to understand our clients' individual goals and have these types of planning conversations because everybody's plan is so personal and unique to them. And so again, thanks for being with us, Tara. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you all next time. Take it away, Angela. The Money Pick Podcast is hosted by Reed Trigo, a financial advisor at Goodwin Investment Advisory. This podcast is intended to share information and perspectives, but should not be interpreted as legal, financial, or tax advice. The opinions shared by participants are not necessarily endorsed by the company. Goodwin Investment Advisory is regulated by the SEC, and the company operates in compliance with applicable securities, laws, and regulations. 